0: Warning! The following podcast contains strong language, which some listeners may find offensive. If you do... Up yours! That's only if you don't listen to the podcast. Otherwise, not up yours.
1: June 2018 WWE announced the formation of NXT UK a UK based offshoot of their black and gold NXT developmental um, brand recently uh, they announced on that as of the 4th of September 2022 we're taking up an indefinite hiatus from being rebranded as NXT Europe um, in January 2023 uh, we've obviously covered it quite a lot uh, like As part of the podcast. Uh, So we thought it was a good, fitting way to kind of see it off into riding off into the sunset um, to kind of acknowledge 15 matches that we think you should check out. I'm Jay, joined by Troy. How are you, mate?
0: I'm all right, mate. I'm mildly hungover, but I'll get through it. Don't worry about it.
1: (laughs) Get get your butler to bring you some paracetamol or something.
0: Fuck off.
1: Uh, how are you i'm also hungover yay <laughs> it's fine. Don't worry about it. It, helped, uh,
0: it helped me though recapping and watching some of these matches before we started recording um yeah yeah that that eased the hangover a little because boy was some well they're all very very good but just remind myself yeah. of how good some of them were
1: oh See, yeah um, some of these kind of well some of them are on takeovers but Ooh. a lot of are just on normal episodes of NXT UK. but mm-hmm. that, WWE had like a weekly TV show when it was arguably in like one of its worst creative states ever that was just like killing it week in, week out. Mm-hmm. It's a crying shame that this has gone the way it's gone, but uh, it's one of them, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um uh, the, Unfortunately as well, uh, quite a lot of talent were released uh, as kind of like a, a knock-on effect of this, Um because you know, logic and WWE doing a Welsh pay-per-view set would dictate them firing the four Welsh wrestlers they have on the books. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and when they when they're kind of like out of the non-compete, I believe it's thirty to forty-five days they've got. Mm-hmm. I, I think, well, they said twenty-third of September, didn't he? Yeah. I imagine they're all gonna. Or oh, a great deal of them are going to make a big splash. Bye. Back to the UK wrestling scene. They will. Very Eddie Dennis so. showing up in progress next week, next Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, should should we get underway? Um, yes, yeah, right. We're just going to clarify as well. This isn't including the two tournaments they did. We kind of we we kind of wanted to bookend it within NXT UK as a brand because. Mm. The two tournaments that weren't actually branded as NXT UK. The first NXT UK show was the, the day after the tournament where Zach Gibson got his title shot against Pete Dunne. Mm. So because of that, we kind of kind of restrict ourselves because there was a few like matches that we we did think of from like that the tournament itself, uh, like the, the inaugural one itself and the other tournament, which was like the number contenders one. Um so, saying that I have done a boo-boo there is one in there from the tournament so you can have you yeah oh that's fine oh it's fine that's an important match to be fair yeah um, okay yeah but yeah we largely so just like an honourable mention for example Neville versus uh, Tommy End mm. As the matches that was isn't, isn't here yeah but uh, we're not we're not discrediting that match we're just we just kind of restricted ourselves mm-hmm. to purely okay, Yeah. UK. yeah. Um, do you want to start us off then with that match from the tournament, seeing as you're... Why not? Seeing as it's chronological.
0: Yeah, um, yeah it's the final of the very first NXT uh, United Kingdom Championship tournament, uh, which saw Pete Dunne versus Tyler Bate. Um, That's the one that Pete Dunne should have won. The one that everyone thought Pete Dunne was going to win <laughs> and probably should have won. Um, but yeah, it was Tyler Bait in the end and it was great. Um, so it was a two day tournament. Uh this obviously the, the culmination of it on on the second night. Um, and there was a, a little bit of kind of backstage stuff that fed into it, which was nice as well. Pete Dunn attacked Tyler Bait uh earlier on in the evening backstage, and there was a kind of an an, an, an hour about it as to whether he'd actually be fit enough to yeah. to partake in the final.
1: He dunn was the only like person within that tournament he did any real character development of.
0: Yeah, yeah, like,
1: yeah, yeah. I I I rewatched that not too long ago, and like literally, I, like Jordan Devlin, he was just like, oh yeah, he's he's trained by Prince, well by Finn Balor, um, old Fergal, yeah, old big dick Fergal, um, <laughs> and and like the like the, I'm trying to think of else. There was one, oh Tucker where it was just, like, some Irish guy going, oh, I've got a super kick like you've never seen before. And it was just, like, a fucking jumping super kick. It was like, oh. What, you mean, like, a kids? <laughs> yeah, but not as good. <laughs> but that was the whole, like, character development of it. And then, other than that, it was just, like, British strong style. So, like, Trent Seven was, like, the kind of, like, poster boy, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. he's, like, the most eloquent one of the lot. Yeah. But then Pete Dunne was the person with, like, the real... Character development where mm. like, you can the, tell
0: they, they were going all in on him,
1: yeah. Like on the final day, um, oh, sorry, on, on the end of the first day, I should say, um, like the last image you see is Pete Dunne just decking Sam Gradwell as though, like, all lined up, yeah, staring down and Regal just dragging him in the back, like, like an angry head teacher, just like, like, you ruined this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a great match, though. Um, yeah. really, really good. Uh, I also forgot, like, watching that back, how many people were in that tournament. Um, Just to quickly go through it. So Mark Andrews, Tyler Bate, Danny Birch, Joseph Connors, Jordan Devlin, James Drake, Pete Dunn, H.C. Dyer. Who the fuck was that? Rory Barley. Sam Gradwell, Saxon Huxley, Big Wavy, Roy Johnson. Forgot he was in there. The Driller, Dan Maloney, Trent Seven, Tucker, Tyson T-Bone, and Wolfgang. Uh, and then they like, had some competitors that were initially announced but never actually were selected for the final 16. That was Tiger Alley, uh, Ringo Ryan, Jack Stars, and Chris Tyler.
1: I only know Jack Stars from them. A...
0: Tiger Alley? Oh. I thought that was um, Amir
1: Jordan. Is that what? I used Tiger Tyrann in there. A... Oh,
0: was it Tiger Tyran? Oh, okay. I thought it was Tiger Alley.
1: No, nah, Amir Jordan it was always Amir Jordan from what I know. Gonna... No,
0: when he came back with the mask.
1: Yeah, Tiger Duran. Oh, okay, fair
0: enough. I thought he was called that before, and then they changed it. all. Yeah. but anyhow, like put on
1: them UK guys in masks, don't they? They love it. noises.
0: Axiom. <laughs> this this is a great match. So, like I said, we, we we weren't going to. I did uh, include one from the the championship tournament before the the brand I... kind of officially started. But this is this is where everything started, really, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. Was kind of yeah. This was like the origin of NXT UK as a brand. Mm. Um, yeah. Also, uh, another thing to point out: there's a lot of like big, like people who went on to be like kind of a big deal in NXT UK mm-hmm. who were and announced you know, this tournament. That's because they were uh, signed up to World of Sport. So that that's that's why they did the second tournament when they did the second tournament because. It the was on the B couldn't get first time round. Yeah, pretty ah, much. Ah right. Pretty much. I didn't that, know. That. That's why I, that's why he did that's on where Zach Gibson won it, because like he was signed up to um Well the Sport right. as was um as was redacted. Um <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Check that out. The the kind of birth of NXC UK, uh Pete Duntala. <laughs> um i'm gonna kind of match you with another match that was at the crowning of the first uh, first champion or champions um grizzled young veterans versus mustache mountain from takeover black or one mm. um, absolute fucking banger yeah uh, yes it was these guys have wrestled each other a lot in like the u k indies mm. pride um Grizzled Young Veterans, for me, are one of the best tag teams WWE have on the books. Yep. Or whatever they're called now, Throb Malarkey. And, Throb and, Malarkey? And <laughs> Wilkinson. um Wilkinson. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: oh, God.
1: Yeah. Uh. I, like, literally, they didn't overstay it's welcome. Absolutely masterpiece, instant classic for me. Mm-hmm. Um. The most notable spot is where, like, GYV do an actual murder on Trent 7, which it's kind of his thing, isn't it? He just gets murdered. Just gets murdered. Um,
0: and then dude, what? sorry?
1: Like, and then Tyler gets his ass kicked because Trent's dead on the floor. Just <laughs> Um. So what happened... Um. What happened with that was GYV hit a modified Doomsday device, which I've never seen anyone do before, where essentially... um. I can't remember if it's Gibson or Drake. One, one of them has Trent on the shoulders at ringside mm. and uh, does like a suicide dive through the ropes to knock him off. And it just looks horrible.
0: Yeah, uh, scatty,
1: wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, and then, then they go in and just murder Tyler with a ticket to make him and pick up the belts. Um, yeah. It was quite a surprise as well. I think everyone instantly thought the... Um, Give it to the faces. The poster that, boys of the brand. Oh, yeah, Mustache Mountain, we're going to kind of get the flowers then. Mm. Uh, and they didn't, but GYV did. And it was kind of like the the crook. It was it was kind of like the, the pinnacle of their like WWE career, I think, because there's the whole like dusty classic thing where every year they should have won it. That yeah. been. Back-to-back but, wins they should have had. Yeah, like they should have won it when Riddle and uh, Pete Dunn won it. They should have mm-hmm. won it when... Um, MSK what it? Yeah. hmm Well, I digress. Um, <laughs> really, really good match, and it. it's kind of like... It, NXT UK is the sort of... Or, well, was at the, at the time, and to a degree still is, the only sort of brand that within WWE that really has a heavy focus on tag team wrestling. I know NXT Black and Gold did as well at the same yeah. time. Hmm. Not as much, I feel, as NXT UK. They really... A lot of a lot of their really good matches and there's there's so many we've not put on here. It's mm. kind of criminal now I'm thinking about it. Um, have been tag team matches. Yeah, in particular, fatal four tag team matches. They seem to just have like just put them four teams and go and just go and have a banger. They, yeah, they yeah, seem quite well.
0: Speaking of which, you've you've done that deliberately, haven't you? So I can segue in. If I mean, you have, if you haven't, then thanks. Uh, I haven't. <laughs> Ah, well, in which case, uh, next on my list uh, is the four-way ladder match from NXT TakeOver Blackpool 2. uh, And that was um, Bristol Young Veterans, Gallus, Imperium. And what did they call They weren't called subculture, were they? But there were people with signs in the ground that said South Wales subculture, but it was Flash Morgan. South
1: South South, Wales
0: subculture. Yeah, Flash Morgan Webster uh, and Mark Andrews. Yeah, this this was a belter. Um, as you say, they had a habit of just chucking four teams in and, and letting them have absolute bangers. There was always a big focus on the tag division. Um, and yeah, it was really good. It was always really, really exciting. Um yeah, this this was all like for me, like the kind of the the peak of their their tag team division, and this was the the culmination of it. And yeah, it was just As is with with a a four way tag team match, but especially being a ladder match, just balmy spots, everyone bringing something different to the match as well. Um, You obviously had like the kind of the hard hitting style of of Gallus and and the technicality of Imperium, the high flying subculture, Grizzled Young Vets with kind of a mix of everything um, from those other three teams. Um, But yeah, as I say, like Andrews and Webster sort of stole the show, big high flying moments. There was that shooting star leg press. Um, yeah sorry shooting star press off the ladder uh, and they did that tandem dive to the floor through the table onto Wolfgang I think that one was... of the, the one of the that... ladders slipped to something so they ended up going off the, the same one didn't they
1: yeah I was going to say that was like really resourceful the way these just kind of just, like fuck it, we'll still do it anyway. Oh, yeah, we'll do it this way instead. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah,
0: as I say, Gallus are very kind of rough and ready. Um, just battering people of ladders. Imperium were kind of with their whole the matter sacred thing, and this is when they were just starting to establish themselves as kind of a faction and a tag team. Um, but yeah, as I say, they're a lot more focused on kind of like more technicality and strikes and stuff like that. Um, and GYV just continued to prove what a one of the best tag teams that WWE's had in recent memory um yeah. but yeah it it's was
1: a good job to using them isn't it
0: oh yeah <laughs> but yeah fantastic match um as i say like well as you said wwe haven't really tended to put much focus on on tag team wrestling for for a long time um but this was certainly a spell where at least in the uk and to a degree uh black and gold there's a heavy focus on it uh, and this was just superb uh, in the end uh gallus won it um and took the titles away. I think did they go into it as champions or not? I can't remember. They did, yeah. They just yeah.
1: won Andrews and
0: that's What's it, the... who had won it at takeover Cardiff previously. <laughs> that was it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. no, they they won it uh download, didn't they? Or the Gallus won it download Gallus won it a download. Fair
0: enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Because they the subculture won it in the three-way at takeover Cardiff against Grizzly Young Vets and Gallus. Which, yeah. actually, I had that in this list originally, and then I forgot about the four-way ladder match, so I swapped it out.
1: Yeah, the ladder match is absolutely fucks. Um, cool. Well, let's go to TakeOver Cardiff, because I'm going to talk about a match that I never thought I'd see, and I'm very glad we got, because we. I don't know when we'll get it ne- next, if ever, again. Mm. And uh, Cesaro versus Ilya Dragunov at NXT TakeOver Cardiff. Oh, yes. It, this was cool, because it was, it was unannounced. Um, I can't remember if Ilya came out and what one of them came out and issued like an open challenge. Oh, it was Cesaro, wasn't it? Mm. Came out like an open challenge, and then Ilya come out and it was like, oh fuck! <laughs> they just knocked lumps out of each other. Yeah, man, it was so hard, and it was. This was this for me. Felt like the kind of real start of Ilya getting pushed. Um. Yeah, yeah. it was. It was kind of like his welcome to NXT UK Mm -hmm. moments, um, and put him on the trajectory to become one of one of the few NXT UK champions. Yeah, yeah. It it was a real kind of showcase of how good both these guys are. Mm. Um, really good introduction to Ilya to like a a wider audience. Yeah, and. it didn't feel out of place at all. Like he, he, sometimes when they've they've had like a main roster person go to NXT or NXT UK, the person they're, like, they're against doesn't really feel on the level. Yeah, this wasn't Ilya. There, there was a part where I thought Ilya was legit gonna win it when he hit, mm. like when he lined them up for torpedo and Bosco, I was like fucking. hell, imagine if Ilya would beat mm-hmm. Sadato. He didn't. No, but it was very good. Well, and,
0: we use it quite a lot when we used to review certainly NXC UK, like those strong in defeat kind of matches. And it really yeah. did kind of set him on that trajectory and kind of line him up.
1: Yeah. Pretty much like what John Moxley does in um, AW yeah. now, where he beats the shit out of someone, but they still, still like, get the for shine. <laughs> like, yeah. For that moment of offense they get in and like the little bit of hope before like the inevitable happens and they get blipped out of existence. Um, <laughs> they, they kind of like look like they, they could beat them, and they're a star. And this was a really good example of that kind of thing. Mm. Yeah.
0: Agreed, agreed. Um, I might as well just stick with TakeOver Cardiff.
1: Because you already well. mentioned
0: it. Yeah. Uh next on my list is uh Walter against Tyler Bate from uh Takeover Cardiff. Um this match was 42 minutes long.
1: It was fucking outstanding. It was look.
0: fucking superb. Um yeah, so th- this was kind of off the back of um what's it called? Imperium and uh, mustache mountain, kind of at odds. Oh British British Storm style, wasn't it? I think. Kind of
1: at odds, Um, and he kind of gone through. Didn't Walter sacrifice Trent Seven to the old gods earlier? He did, I
0: yeah. So (laughs) this was Tyler trying to get his revenge for it. Um, Didn't work
1: out for him, but it was fucking eventful.
0: Yeah, Um, (laughs) chopped up like fucking beef.
1: (laughs) This was a rematch from a match they had in um, Progress when Progress when Progress did ran the show at Wembley. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. The main event, and it was kind of it. It was it was weird because I I went in knowing how much I loved that match, and I was mm. like, "Gonna take a fucking lot for them to top this." Yeah. And while I don't think it topped it, it was definitely on a par. Yeah, with it, yeah. um, it was, it was so a,
0: a war, an absolute war. Yeah. Um, just so many twists and turns um really well layered as well really well paced like it didn't feel like it was a 42 minute match and you rarely rarely see matches certainly in wwe go any longer than about 20 minutes now 25 at most 42 minutes and it felt like it flew by but there's so much to it um and it wasn't a particularly slow pace but it was quite methodical um which it i was know stiff. it was what sorry
1: very very stiff
0: oh yeah yeah as as is with all Walter matches um yeah but on but, but
1: that like intensity as well
0: oh of course yeah 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 um yeah just really well paced um right on the money um and it, it struck that really good balance of being kind of like slowish paced um a bit more drawn out but allowing things to really build up properly and just accelerated into that kind of finish. Um, as I say, like uh, Bate didn't manage to win in the end, um, but they did give you many, many opportunities, glimmers of hope where he you did, thought he
1: was going to. He did like literally take everything Walter had to throw to him, though. Handsome, <laughs> and he he kicked he kicked out of the power bomb, which was like super protected at one. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then Walter just made them with a the clothesline, and that was it. Well, Took his heat you know. off. <laughs> 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 yeah. oh so good What Walter like I know a lot of people kind of discredit part of his run because he didn't defend it because of the pandemic mm. Walter was such a fucking good champion oh and he was na- now was an intercontinental champion I think like the world's kind of getting to see that mm-hmm. he, absolutely he should, in my eyes he should be the guy that the throne's um, Roman you reckon yeah just put the belt on him and just keep it on him for fucking ever. <laughs> chop the soul out of everybody. <laughs> I mean, he's gonna he's gonna chop Seamus so hard he looks he's gonna look like he's wearing Super Mario overalls, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. It's gonna be great. I can't <laughs> wait for that. Cannot wait for that. <laughs> um let let's keep talking about Big Daddy Walter, because he had a he had a champion versus champion match against one of my favorites throughout all of nxt uk mm. in it uh walter was the um nxt uk champion and a kid was the heritage cup champion and walter kind of he, he took umbrage with a kid and i like they didn't really explain it why it was just walter needing an opponent a kid needs an opponent yeah and it was oh yeah let's just do champion versus champion and um yeah, well, Walter was like, "You've you're, you've got the heritage cup, but you don't respect the heritage of of that wrestling." That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then could challenged them, and Walter just got really pissed off about it. Like storms <laughs> off, and <laughs> carries that into the match where he just obliterates a kid. Um, again, it's one of those matches. Like to so use like the kind of John Moxley an- analogy. It's one of those matches where Walter's very dominant. Like he, yeah, largely is beating the shit out of A-Kid. Yeah, but it does that like glimmer of hope where he just hits him with everything he's got. It's just it's the like- resilience,
0: isn't it, and that just yeah. fortitude to just keep fucking battling through.
1: Yeah, A kids outstanding. Like, mm. I've seen, well, I have seen his stuff in NXT Two Point as axiom, and it makes me sad because. Basically, just tried to turn him into a luchador, and he's right. so, such a fucking good technical wrestler. Yeah, like his his match with um, not to say not to kind of distract too much from us talking about this match, but his match with Zack Saber Junior that he had in Spain, mm. which was actually hunted out and fucking gave five stars to after he found out about it. Really, like, actively, um, wow, kind of shows how good this fucking guy is as a technical wrestler. That yeah, yeah, he can hang with arguably the best in the world Hmm. uh, at that kind of style Zack Sabre Jr yeah yeah but yeah to go back to this Walter's just destroying a kid it's it's with Walter's matches he's got like a nice level of kind of like uncomfortableness Mm -hmm. in the sense that it's hard to watch it's really really hard hitting like it looks it looks like you're watching someone commit a crime (laughs) but it's he's such a believable like like final boss. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then there's there's that bit where A-Kid kind of fires back up. He's he's like cu- coming into his own. Um and Walter just like he, he's he's lined him up for like that running kick he does and Walter just like shotgun drops drop kicks him out of existence and it's just, <laughs> just un- deletes <laughs> him. Yeah <laughs> One of the scattiest shotgun drop kicks I've ever seen him do. Yeah, and, like, just he, ragdolled him, didn't he? Just he, it looks like he's been hit by a bus. <laughs> like when he hit. the the only worst one I've se- I've seen actually was the one he did to Nakamura the other week because he did it to like the back of his head and it was just like
0: oh <laughs> no no thank <laughs>
1: you <him. laughs> but, yeah the, this was outstanding it really elevated the Heritage Cup without like without it being a heritage cup match. Without it being a heritage cup match because if made they could feel like he was like he was on the same level as Walter. Um yeah. And it also like added more kind of like lineage to Walter's like historic reign that he had where he was Mm. he was literally like until until recently he was the longest reigning champ like champion era. Yeah. Yeah. Until recently when I think Roman's overtaken that now, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or he that nailed- says, says something about how
0: initially they treated, and to sidetrack slightly, but just how much at one point they were clearly invested in NXT UK. They had two guys that went on runs that were the longest in the modern era in Pete Dunn and then subsequently Walter.
1: <laughs> Daddy Walter. Yeah.
0: Unreal. Uh, what have I got next? I'm gonna go to, and I think it is the only one on here actually. Uh, women's match: Tony Storm against Rhea Ripley uh, to crown the first ever NXT UK uh, Women's Champion. This was part of the women's tournament that they did, and uh, the final. I think it was at like a was it a Comic Con event or something in Birmingham, and it was at the NEC, something they, like that. Yeah, they. I, I remember it being in the NEC. And I think, yeah, it was two days kind of over in there. Um, but it's it wasn't a particularly great kind of technical match or like outstanding wrestling match. It was more just the prestige around the fact that it was crowning the first women's champion. These two had great chemistry, like obviously both of them from Australia. Um, I imagine wrestled quite a lot there together and kind of came over roughly around the same time. Um, but it's just it's it was just a, a really solid. 10 minute match. Um, Rhea Ripley's playing the, the, the big woolly sort of character. Um, Tony Storm doesn't have an answer for her at any point and is much like you were saying with Walter, just kind of dominates Storm for the majority of the match. Um, she picks, I think Storm's coming into it with a back injury, so they play into that quite a lot over the match as well. Um, and she can't hit a finisher. Um, as I say, in terms of like standout wrestling matches, or sorry, in terms of rather technical or fancy wrestling matches. It's not a standout, but it's it's just that kind of moment and that crowning of the first champion. Um, but yeah, it's it's certainly one of the most notable kind of rivalries um, in, in NXT UK, uh, those two. And I think they continued that on afterwards for a little bit as well. Um, but yeah, they're just both really, really good, really strong, like really good hard workers. And I think they couldn't have picked two better to kind of kick off the, the women's division in NXT UK. So... Yeah, it's worth checking out. As I say, short match, about 10 minutes long, but um, yeah, really good. And um, Rhea Ripley wins that, by the way, to become the first NXT UK Women's Champion.
1: Yeah, there there was actually a match that was on my list briefly, and I I took it off because of another match that I'll talk about in a bit. Um, And that was Mako versus Kay Ray. Yeah,
0: I nearly put that on. They
1: were both outstanding. They Mm. were both fucking good. Yeah, yeah. Was very close to putting that on. Or also, Kaylee Ray versus Ginny was an absolutely banging as well. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just just Kaylee Ray's run as champion. She was a very good champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. And another one, like longest, like reigning mm-hmm. champions, modern era, like longest. It, possibly, she was the
1: forever champion.
0: The forever champion. That's right. Forever in our hearts. <laughs> Sad uh, our alba fire noises. <laughs> boy, <God. laughs> <laughs> right.
1: Um well you've you've gone with the crown of the first women's champion. I'm gonna we we touched on it briefly before when we were talking about Walter. I'm gonna talk about the NXT UK Heritage Cup Tournament final, which what was was, if not is, probably my favourite match in all of NXT UK. Yeah. Um the storytelling was unreal throughout this tournament. Mm-hmm. On one side, you had Trent Seven, who was like the kind of grizzled veteran. um, And he was kind of, he wanted to kind of like sort of embody the heritage of the Heritage Cup. Mm. And like, he literally every match felt like Trent was going to get eliminated. Because there was the semi final match, which I almost put in between him and Dave Mastiff, where Dave Mastiff, like, it just. Dex Trent and, like, the, the bell goes for, like, the end of the round. Mm, you don't think he's going to get back up. And it's like, it's like if he had done that, like, a couple of seconds earlier, you could have said he was knocked out and the, the match was over. Yeah. Because back when they used to end matches by knockouts in the Heritage Cup, they don't do well, it anymore. Didn't he do that against Joseph Connors and he knocked
0: knock him out yeah, and that was, like, one Mastiff <laughs> just fucking one-bombed him and that was it.
1: <laughs> yeah, Connors slaps him, like, at the end of the first round and then the second, Mastiff just lamps him. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's back to this. Uh, so you've had you've got Trent, who's like the kind of the the sort of like timeless guy, the the guy who wants to embody the heritage of the Heritage Cup. And on the other side, you've got Aker, who was like literally built as like the underdog of this tournament. Like, yeah, no one thought he was getting out of the first round, no. Uh, and then everyone like they they kind of like they sort of did like a bait and switch with Aker, where. They made it feel like Noam Dao was like destined for the final, mm-hmm. and then they just went. Well, actually, A-Kid's beating him, and then A-Kid's in the final. Um, and this was so good. What one thing I love about the Heritage Cup rules is it's like a British rounds match. So it's yeah. six three minute rounds. After that, it goes to sudden death. Mm-hmm. And literally, this this match like. If I remember rightly, because I, I haven't watched it back um recently, which I do need to. Um I think A Kid gets the fit like gets the first pin and then Trent like barely mm. up and then it goes to sudden death. Um there's a bit where they both nearly get counted out near the end. Um and it's just it it's so good in the sense that Trent's just like really like showing courage and to come just back clinging on like desperation. And then the finish is just unreal. A kid's mm. just kicking the fuck out of Trent. He's doing horrible things to him. Um and then Trent's like he, he Trent's been able to block the Uma Plata all match. Like A kid's going for it the whole match and Trent knows if, if he locks it that's He's it. fact, Yeah. It. And you see at the end a kid finally locks it in and you can just see on Trent's face like the the range of emotions he goes mm. through panic th- and then despair where he realizes and then just accepting i'm going to have to tap yeah and yeah he taps out and a kid becomes the first ever heritage cup winner it's unreal it's superb it is unreal it really is and the the thing as well about a kid like which really lends himself to that style of match because he's got such a range of styles like he can do high fly and he can do technical he can mm. do each kind of round he does a different style and each round feels yeah. different yeah yeah Un- unreal match as I say um, Trent Seven's character work in this is absolutely outstanding as, as is throughout like a-, a few other matches we're going to talk about mm. it's just the most like sympathetic baby face they they'll ever have in WWE. Yeah. You we we used to say it every week. Then we you could put Trent on Raw now. Yeah, and he'd be over him, as fuck. Slot him in anywhere on the card, and yeah. people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a crying shame that he got released. Yeah, absolute cringe. It's also a crying shame he put a under a fucking mask. <laughs> Well don't don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> More on him later. <laughs> he did have beautiful kicks. Now he's got a beautiful mind.
0: All right. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um right, how many have we got? We've got three three each left, haven't we?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh. Ooh. These aren't in order, are they?
1: No, no. We're, we're, we've, we've left one deliberately for the end because that is like Yeah. You'll know what it is.
0: Yeah. I mean, in in which case, I'll leave one of my three until near the end
1: because, okay. yeah, it makes sense. I uh, I was holding off putting that one as long as possible because I, I wanted to leave that to the end, but I thought, you know what? Good 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 way to slot it in there. So yeah. Let's do it.
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Walter versus Pete Dunn. United Kingdom Championship from NXT TakeOver New York uh, on the 5th of April, 2019. Um, this was basically the end of Pete Dunne's historic reign as United Kingdom Champion. I think he 685 days uh, at the time going into it. Um, Walter had just been built up as an absolute fucking behemoth into this. Um, it very much like most of the Walter matches kind of dominate for the most part, but Pete Dunne really had the kind of grit to come back against him. And it, whilst he kind of dominated him from a physical sense in terms of kind of like the back and forth, it wasn't very one-sided. Um, this was, was fucking superb. This was so the, um, this was on WrestleMania weekend as well the takeover new york uh, wrestlemania 35 weekend um i feel like this might have been one of only a couple of times they put the united kingdom championship on a takeover as well big yeah. big emphasis on it
1: they always do it at um like wrestlemania weekend wouldn't he they mm. like the one on SummerSlam as well yeah yeah
0: and it, this was a really really good takeover as well and this match absolutely stood out um it was just raw Hard hitting, fucking violent. Uh, again, really well paced as well. This wasn't as long as the Tyler Bate one. Um I s- still think it was about 20, 25 minutes, possibly. Um Walter was obviously the, the right man to kind of end Pete Dunn's reign. Um made perfect sense. Um, but it was just fucking superb. Like the the finish of it. Uh He hits the because using the power bomb as the finisher. uh He hits the power bomb from the second rope and then follows it up with a massive splash, um, which got him the win. But Pete Dunne
1: saw that, like your Pete Dunne in that situation, looking up and seeing that coming, seeing down. that coming down on you. Okay, it's out. like if you're a Brody King stage time, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, the yeah, yeah. inevitable <laughs> <till> death.
0: <laughs> um. He hit a really rough looking, as like a dragon sleeper off the top rope as well, at one point in the match, which was really good. Like Pete Dunne just taking ridiculous bumps. Um, Just, yeah, it was just so good. Just really, really good. Um, The match itself was great. The occasion was great in that it was on Mania 35 weekend. It was on a takeover show. um, But also the end of, at the time, what was the the longest championship reign in the modern era as well, to then kickstart another one even longer.
1: I recall the video package of that being fantastic as well. Mm. Going into it, where it's oh, yeah. isn't it like it's running down like the days of Pete Dunn as like a champion, and then yeah, it's like got a clock ticking, and then like the clock like strikes midnight as it gets to like that day.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, it's so good. Um, yeah, yeah. Th- this was outstanding again. Pete Dunn doesn't get the credit. I don't think that he deserves as being an outstanding champion as well. Oh. He was
0: everywhere with that as well. Like there's no pandemic there. Like he was fucking like, all over the place of it. Like between UK yeah. and US as well.
1: Mm. Um Yeah, because yeah, he just he just showed up on the NXT Black and Gold every now and then, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah. Like, all right, got this belt, and I do from from and leave. Um punch just right. one just one bitter end. Um also,
0: you'll be happy to know there was a lot of maintaining risk control in this match, which is well, I, I know do, you're a,
1: I know you're a big fan of that. I do like maintaining risk control. Yeah. Makes me very happy, especially when you've maintained risk control and then stamp on the other person's head. That
0: very much happens in this often. Yeah.
1: He'll he <laughs> do the Daniels and the stomps a lot to Walter. Uh, <laughs> makes yeah, very, outstanding,
0: outstanding match.
1: Yeah. Um I'm gonna stick with A-Kid again because I've pretty much got like four of his matches here because he's my favourite NXT UK guy and I'm going to go to probably the most recent match on, on the entire podcast that we're doing here Um and that was from the 21st of April of this year, year of our Lord 2022 um, a Heritage Cup rules match there's no belt on the line just just grudge and uh, A-Kid versus Charlie Dempsey, who, for those who don't know, is William Regal's son and an absolute certified murder murder boy. Mm -hmm. He's he's definitely like on the other side of the forbidden door in WWE, repping the Blackpool Combat Club. You can't tell me otherwise. (laughs) (laughs) This match is tremendous. Charlie Dempsey is probably, uh, I've said this to you a few times now, the way he's going in about four or five years' time, people are going to be talking about him like he's the best in the world. Yeah. They're going to talk about him like people spoke about Brian Daniels in like the 2010s, mm-hmm. where it was like, or like the 2000s, the, the sorry, where it's like, this guy's the fucking guy. Yeah, yeah. And he's so, so good. Um, he's basically like just clone William Regal, but make him more athletic. Mm-hmm. Charlie Dempsey. Um yeah. he's he's tremendous. Th- this match as well. Um Akid have been feuding with them, um, D Familia uh, Familia, um which is Charlie Dempsey, tayman and Rohan Raja's faction. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically uh, Akid challenged Charlie Dempsey to this match where Rohan Raja and Akid and uh, tayman apart from ringside. And it's just, it's so good. They're just kicking the fuck out of one another. <laughs> it's, it's outstanding. There, there's a spot I was telling Troy about just before this. Me? Before, like, You're telling me? Yeah. Oh, sorry. This is for the listeners. This is me breaking full.
0: Oh. Well, oh, okay. All oh, right. Fuck.
1: Okay. I, I was telling Troy about this, um, like, before we started recording, um, just to pull the curtain back. Where they have each other in a heel hook and they're just slapping the shit out of one another. And like Charlie Dempsey's nose starts bleeding throughout, and you just see blood splattering across his face after each slap. Um it's just such a great visual. Um Dempsey gets the first fall by applying the uh, bow the bow and arrow, which is is absolutely horrific crime of a submission finisher <laughs> where he essentially just folds the person like they're a fucking accordion. Mm. And Aikid taps immediately the second he gets it. Like, he doesn't even lock his fingers. He just doesn't, just doesn't want any of that. Well, he doesn't want any of that at all. And then after that, it's just Akid kind of, like, fighting from underneath, um, trying to get his, like, trying to level it. um, And uh, as well, Dempsey doesn't get, like, the first ball to, like, the third round. Hmm. um, Just to add kind of, like, that extra bit of, like, how much these guys are kind of feeling each other out and, like, fig- like figuring each other out. um the The second fall, Aikid fat th- like hits a flurry of strikes. Uh, he hits a kick that like ring looks like it rings Charlie's bell. Like he he staggers around like he's punch drunk, <laughs> and like, it's like like that, that, that running super kick he does. Yeah, yeah, levels the score, and then um for the final fall and get gets the round six, and kid's literally like just maintaining the offensive, beating the shit out of Charlie. Um, Charlie keeps like sort of run into the corner and like being a bit of a cowardly heel which you don't even even though he's he is a heel you don't really see him doing that much nah, deb- not at all. like so when you see him kind of like backing away you know oh god mm-hmm. he's in trouble um he reaches in the corner for like his towel and as like as he gets it a kid goes for like a German suplex and he drops it um and then, the referee goes to move it. Charlie Dempsey pulls out a pair of brass knuckles and hands them to Akid. And uh-huh. then he's sort of cowering and Akid's like the ref turned round and Aikid's got them in his hand and Aikid's <laughs> like, no, 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 I, I didn't do it. Referee takes the brass knuckles off off Aikid. Dempsey gets as he's getting rid of them, Dempsey gets another pair out, clocks Akid, and then hits like a um a clutch suplex and just dumps Aikid on his head and bridges and pins him. Boom! Fucking brilliant match. Um, I I was unaware this match had happened because I'd sort of fallen off NXT UK a bit mm. un, until I was kind of looking through like Charlie Dempsey's matches. because I, wa- I really wanted to kind of at least mention him on the podcast because yeah, yeah. he's unreal mm-hmm. uh, to be in the in the building when he faced there uh, Chris Ridgeway in progress, which was who? yeah, was, man, what uh, super strong start weekend. Yeah, Aye. Oh, yeah. um. And got to meet him and he's a really nice guy. Um, bloody lovely, isn't he? Very intense, like like his character, but a really <laughs> nice guy. Um, but yeah, like I really want I I really wanted to put a Charlie Dempsey match, and I was going to put another match he had, which was against Joe Coffey, which was just also very good. Mm-hmm. Um, but that wouldn't mean I would have had to put Joe Coffey on my list, and I didn't really want to do that. Come on, um, <laughs> okay now. Stop trying to make Gallus I think I put Mark
0: um, Andrews on my list. you like
1: him? Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, um, I, I kind of saw this match was there. I was like, wait, Heritage Cup rules match with Charlie? Charlie fucking Dempsey? Yes, please. Um,
0: Charlie fucking Dempsey.
1: And it did not disappoint. It was so good. Um, definitely, definitely. It's very sure for, um, for a... Uh, herds cut match as well it's only about 15 minutes but mm. it's really good sorry right. would recommend
0: would recommend um right my penultimate choice uh took place at takeover chicago uh in 2017 20th of may uh and it was between pete dunn and tyler Bay for the nxt uk championship um this match had so much prestige to it. They even wheeled Jim Ross out to do commentary for it. That's, mm-hmm. how, that's how much this meant. Um, this was fucking unreal. Uh, it got match of the year, um, voted match of the year. Uh, I can't remember how many stars Dave gave it. I don't care, but it's getting five from me. It's getting 10 from me. Fuck it. Um, yeah, this is superb. Uh, both just showing their, their skills absolutely masterfully. Um Pete done a really good mix of just hard-hitting strikes, brutal submission work. Tyler Blake just showing his ridiculous strength and resiliency, like for a man of his size, um, his agility, and just the way that he can just fucking deadlift people. And there's a moment where he does the, the, I don't know, uh, the the helicopter spin and just keeps going round and round and round and round. They they can't believe how quick he's going. Um, Some fantastic exchanges, reversals. Um, memorable moment bait flipped out of the, the x into a standing shooting star press, which was just fucking nuts. Um, mm. the crowd were absolutely into it and behind it. Um, the, the UK chants were just throughout the whole match. Um, it was, yeah, it was just super, uh, a few real near falls, keeping people on their toes. Um, and then in the end, um, Bait and Dunn just fucking well, it was a continuation of the, the the championship tournament from a couple of years previous. Um and yeah, this kick started Pete Dunn's uh 685 day reign um by beating Tyler Bate in this. But yep. just outstanding, so 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 good. Um yep. it was very good. Yeah. Star making performance for both men.
1: Yeah, th- this was kind of like the outcome of what should have happened in that final, yeah yeah, yeah.
0: Of, i've I've almost hop and tailed my my choices with that yeah almost I mean, yeah almost almost um yeah just go go we'll go and watch all of these, but this one in particular if if the their first match in the u k tournament was kind of the the kick start of the brand almost this is like an exclamation point on their rivalry and one that very much defines the NXT UK brand.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely worth going. That show in general, it's one of my favourite, if not my favourite takeovers.
0: Takeover, over Chickago.
1: Yeah, it's the one with the DIY, the, there's authors a pain in the main event. Aye, we Where know what happens there. Like fucking war crimes.
0: I, I watched that afterwards, after I'd watched this match.
1: I, I can't wait for the champions to do that to the Miz. <laughs> this is my moment, throw it into a fucking... That, <laughs> that, that could be the best heel turn ever. Could be. More on that another time. Could do a best best heel turns episode. Uh, I, I want to, because it means I get to talk about my favourite heel turn.
0: All right, yeah. then. Well, don't don't say it yet. I'm not going to. Okay, okay.
1: Should we uh, change the subject and talk about some tag team wrestling? Aye, go on, then. Fucking okay, hell, I thought you were going to say yes, boy, then. Come on. Come yes, on. boy. Yes, boy. <laughs> um, let's talk about Pretty Deadly versus Mustache Mountain. One, let's The one. one where Pretty Deadly retain the good one. Um, the one where the one where Trent Seven isn't like just kicking out with everything, making it about him. <laughs> <laughs> I love that match, but it was it was getting a bit a bit silly at the end. Trent turned into Super Cena. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Best on Tina impression. super, super seven. A <laughs> seven, um, yeah. Th- this was this was great. Pretty deadly. Again, they they were doing the fucking Lord's work as tag team champions. Yeah, it, it went from a team where like both of us were kind of like, I don't really like these guys. To oh, they're just oh, absolutely they're, shit. Brilliant. they're brilliant. brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Um, they. Essentially the whole match was just them bullying Trent Seven. Mm-hmm. Um like they gave him a dead leg at one point. <laughs> <laughs> Proper
0: shit houses.
1: The um yeah, they would do they, they did um a move that they haven't done since for some reason, crossing the swords, where mm. one does like one jumps over the other and they spear both their opponents. Mm. Um they basically just did everything they could to cheat to win. No words I can say about this match. You're going to do it justice. Just mm. go. It was so good. Pretty deadly. are an outstanding tag team. Yeah. Again, it, I feel I feel like they were hard done by in the sense that they came over to NXT 2.0 and then... So they them been
0: watered down a bit.
1: Well, they won the tag titles and then they just lost them immediately. It was like,
0: yeah. what the f*** is going the on? They, they lost them as quick as they won them. Like it? Yeah. They won it within the first few weeks of being on the brand, and then lost it within two or three and, weeks.
1: It felt. And then after that, all they've done is just be sexy by the pool, which is fine because <laughs> you know, pretty deadly and pretty sexy. But oh, I, I, I want to see
0: them do more than that. Though.
1: I want to see them be absolute shitbags. Like, I, I want to see them give like the fucking Creed brothers a dead leg. <laughs> <laughs> fucking like trip do that thing where they get like someone to chase them around the outside and then, the, and then, uh, the other one just fucking like ends them. Yeah. Nice. But um, yeah, definitely go check this out. Yeah. Would...
0: Do you want to do your last one? Because I've got one more, but it's virtually the same as our unanimous one. And it's kind of makes sense to talk about both of them.
1: At the yeah, same that's, time. That's fair. Yeah. Um, a-Kid versus Jordan Devlin in an Ironman match. Yes, please. Um, thirty-minute Ironman match, absolute fucking instant classic. Like, legitimately, was one of my matches of the year last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was outstanding. It was so good. Um, <clears throat> essentially, kid had wrestled Devlin a few weeks earlier, and Jordan Devlin like snapped his leg, and it was horrible, and. Maybe do a little sick of me, mouth. Yeah, uh, that, that was unpleasant. I don't remember like he was going to start crying when he was calling it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was upsetting. It was very upsetting. Mm-hmm. Um, he had came back and challenged Jordan Devlin to an Iron match a few weeks later. Um, seemingly fully healed from having his leg bent the wrong way. Um, <laughs> and they just. Absolutely kicked the fuck out of one another. Uh, if I recall, and I can't remember the actual score now, which was silly of me. But it was quite light, It was only like two one or something, wasn't it? Yeah, that that's it. Um, yeah, because essentially there wasn't there wasn't a fall for like a long period of the match. Yeah, um, here we go. Let's find out what the score was. It was... Doo, 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 doo. Oh, it was 2-1. Two 2-1, one. Two one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and essentially, um, Devlin, Devlin goes 1-0 by uh, putting, uh, like, around 10 minutes by putting Akers into a Boston Crab. And obviously, it's kind of like, you, the knee's got the big target on it. Hmm. And then for the next eight minutes, it's just A-Kid trying his hardest to kind of survive, but also get back in. Um, yeah. Deb, Devlin almost gets counted out. Um, A-Kid goes, like, "Oh,
0: That count out was fucking ridiculous. That that I think that's yeah. the closest I've
1: ever seen anyone get. It was like 9.99 when he got in. Yeah, and as soon as Devlin gets back in the ring, A-Kid locks in the oomoplata and it's like, oh, fuck, here we go. Yeah. Some crimes. Um, Devlin actually taps out to an armbar and then literally um, A-Kid, got, A-Kid gets him in, in an oomoplata about 90 seconds from the end of the match. And yeah. Devlin for ages and they're like, is Devlin going to be able to hold on? And he can't. Um, and taps out. And then, the Last minute is absolutely frantic of Devlin mm. just to level the score and take it to overtime, yeah. And like it, it's weird because he's like meant to be like the, the, the horrible, horrible bastard heel, yeah. But the way they kind of like portray him in the last minute is like he's a bit a, value yes, for big. a baby face, yeah. And even like after the bell rings, there's like that sort of lasting image of Devlin just sat there with his head in his hands in the ring like mm. real after like fighting that war. Um this was uh, um a masterpiece it really was yeah also I've just realized um from looking at the the thing I've got up to to kind of like tell me where the score was it was a kid who did the count out that we the oh, it spot. was wasn't it yeah 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 <laughs> one was nine but the A kid one was it, it, it says yeah It literally made it back (laughs) 9.99. And yeah, again, Akid is unreal. He's Mm. so apart, 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 and he wants him to get released by WWE and just do the fucking rounds in Japan. As Akid again. As Akid, just have him go go on a fucking murder tour of Japan.
0: Him and Zack Sabre Jr., please. That would be
1: nice. Like my dream match.
0: Or him and Wheeler Utah.
1: Oh, that, that'd be... That'd be. Mm, yes, please. He's just, he's just doing the Lord's work at the moment. Yeah,
0: th- this was super. Like, one real, like I mean, and there are a lot of positives about NXT UK, but one thing they always did very well was they used stipulations very sparingly. This one sticks yeah. out. Like, I'm not sure there was another Iron Man match in NXT UK. I could be wrong.
1: I they, don't recall there
0: being another one.
1: Didn't he do an Iron Woman match?
0: uh i'm not sure i don't think so i could be wrong but my point is stuff like that they use very sparingly the heritage cup was something completely different the four-way like tag ladder match that mentioned earlier again used very sparingly um just before we go into the last one did you have any honorable mentions because i was going to mention something in terms of a
1: stipulation (laughs) Those uh, I know exactly what you were going to mention. I'm shocked that you didn't list it. I know, and in I, hindsight, I really I, wish I'd have put it in. Um, I'm going to surprise you. Actually, there's a Mark Andrews match.
0: Where's um, Jay? And what have you done with him?
1: Uh, the <laughs> force count anywhere match. Subculture versus oh. the Hunt. Yeah.
0: Oh fucking hell! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was, was that was boss.
1: So fucking good. Yeah. Where like Mark Andrews jumped off that like scaffold and broke his Yeah, off. <laughs> yeah, of, like, yeah. What- yeah it's lunatic yeah um,
0: Flash Morgan Webster came out looking like a Welsh fucking Welsh mox with his fucking jeans and his wrist tied up
1: and it, it wasn't he headbutting people with his motorcycle helmet on aye <laughs> uh, I, I can't wait for a Subculture to show up in PWG and get murdered by Brody King it's going to be glorious
0: oh right
1: <laughs> I mean by the way Kings uh. of the Black Chromebirds Subculture will be fucking awesome <laughs> Um but Brody King will kill them both because Brody yeah. King um, Honourable mention that, um, um, also as oh, before for um, Mako vers Kaylee Wright. Yes. And he yeah, yeah, yeah. was also very good. Yeah, yeah. And we can't talk about NXT. Well NXT UK, sorry, without going to the fourth dimension, Troy. Oh
0: for fuck's sake.
1: Special shout out to Stevie Turner. Because she she's you know, all the others are like they, they're just in the third dimension, mate. She's in the fourth. Right. I mean you're like you're in like the second. She, she's and then they're in the third and then she's the fourth dimension, makes right? you from the future. I, I hate you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fucking cretin. Um they, yeah, my honourable mention and uh in hindsight I probably should have put it in. Uh but it was featuring Jordan Devlin again, but it's Jordan Devlin and Ilya Dragonoff in the what was it, the Empty Arena match, empty yeah. arena street fight. Um I've not seen a match that, like, hard-hitting and kind of violent where it didn't have to rely on, like, any blood or anything like that. Like, it was uh, just Ilya
1: brutal. Say again? Ilya should have gigged in that match. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's fine. There was no one there to see it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like most, like, like most of these matches we spoke about, to be fair maybe. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, but no, that, that, honourable mention, that was a superb match. Uh, should we move on to my last one? Also, just, kind of,
1: um you got
0: another?
1: Well, there's two, of the, there's two that have just sprung to mind, which again, I'm quite surprised you didn't say, um, because you were in the crowd for them. Um, Imperium vs. the Undisputed Era from Worlds Collide. It was
0: good, but it wasn't an NXT UK match, was it?
1: It was NXT versus NXT UK match.
0: I debated whether putting that in because I wanted to put Moustache Mountain and DIY in there. Oh, yeah. Was
1: good from to. the same event. Or Also, Finn Balor versus Ilya Dragonov was a fucking banger.
0: Oh, fuck, yeah, it
1: was, not oh, it? Hard. Yeah. Yeah, DIY versus Moustache Mountain was tremendous.
0: Yeah. Uh, I also had um, Moustache Mountain against Undisputed Era from... Where was it from? Was it TakeOver Blackpool?
1: It was No, it was from the day two of the tournament. Day two of the tournament, the, the second tournament. Technically the first NXT UK show ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, Here you go. Yeah. Um, Gallus debuted? Who? What? That's where Gallus debuted.
0: Oh, Gallus, all oh, right. Yes, it was. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should we move on to our last one then?
1: Well, your last one and then... Well, my the last too.
0: one, which is also... Three, one. Sort of our group last we're pairing last one. So I've got this. Well,
1: our last one's Galactus.
0: <laughs> I've got uh Walter versus Ilya Dragunov for the NXT UK Championship from Takeover 36. Um, pretty much for the same reasons as our joint combined kind of NXT UK match. Um, which was the same matchup, but this was just on television instead. Um, but arguably the first one was better where Walter retained because William saw the rise of Dragunov to get to that match at TakeOver where he
1: eventually won it. The first one needed to happen so the second one could have the gravitas of, like, this Yes, is why this is happening now.
0: Exactly that, exactly that. So, yeah, our, our combined um, standout NXT UK match uh, is Walter versus Ilya Dragonoff from just regular NXT TV, that was on the 29th of October, 2020. Um, what was the tagline going into it? Was it like redefining violence or something like that?
1: Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, and Def Walthy did a good job of that, didn't he? Fucking eyes.
0: <laughs> right, it did. <laughs> this had a lot of eyes on it because it, after the match, it was everyone was talking about And you had the likes of Sheamus, Drew McIntyre, William Regal, uh, well, it a was... few others.
1: It was one of the first matches Meltzer would give five stars to for like a while. So yeah. whenever whenever that happens, as much as WWE don't like acknowledging Meltzer, whenever he does give five stars to something, they go, oh, look at this match. We did oh, this. Look,
0: look, we did a good one.
1: Like, like a kid getting the parents to put a fucking like, picture they have drew that shit on the fridge. Um, <laughs> but,
0: <laughs> wow. <yeah>. What a <laughs> comparison.
1: <laughs> um,
0: oh. uh,
1: they... So the first match is incredible. It's, I think it's really awesome that it's like an empty arena when they do it. Mm. You can hear every strike, every kind of like scream of pain that Ilya has, which is a lot. Um (laughs) There's just that. There's that spot near the end where Walter, it's like the sleeper suplex on the floor. It's just horrible. Oh, um, Walter just chops the shit out of Ilya. Ilya's like Ilya's chest looks like minced beef um it's it's violent like as you say we the the final violence yeah this, this this is it this is like like an old kind of strong style match from like from like all japan like King mm. Drum in wwe and you're like what the fuck <laughs> it's it's unreal it really is um And as I say, the empty arena really kind of, like, for me, makes it better because you don't have, like, fans chatting stupid shit. Yeah. You can every strike, every kind of, like, it, and also there's, like, after, like, stuff that Walter does to Ilya, there's, like, uncomfortable silences, which is, like, Mm. the referees, like, like, oh, God, what am I witnessing here?
0: Yeah, yeah. Just adds to the gravitas, doesn't it? like the fact that there isn't anything over the top of it other than just the the raw like visceral noise of every strike, every reaction, every yeah. bump onto the ring mat, every knock into the corner into the turnbuckle, just as you say, the uncomfortable silence just adds and adds it's yeah, it's outstanding, absolutely outstanding, and like you said uh, earlier, um. This needed to happen in order for that that second one to happen. Um, yeah, you, know, you saw a very different dragon off in that second match at Takeover, whereas this was just oh, yeah. I want to go back and watch this again. I probably should have done before, but I knew it would be our combined one. Uh, uh,
1: I remember. Um, so, Ilya vs. Walter two is the highest rated WWE match ever. What? Uh, from Melter.
0: What did it get?
1: Five point two five. Fucking hell! And to be fair, yeah, it, it goes fucking hard. Oh my god, it goes hard. Um, yeah, it's um, I'm just trying to find the, the actual ranking of the first one because it, you it, it give you definitely get five for the first it's, one. Yeah, I'm sure it's five. Um, one one thing as well with the first one that. Um, we like kind of it doesn't doesn't get, get spoke about as much as that like WWE were doing videos of it they were showing replays of it I think they just shown like more or less the whole match again. pretty much
0: the whole match yeah yeah um,
1: yeah. They, they had on the YouTube channel like wrestlers doing watch alongs of it mm. like Drew and Sheamus were watching it Cesaro was, and Tyson Kidd were watching it that was it Um. Yeah. Yeah, it it was...
0: What was... I put that in the Discord earlier,
1: actually. Pardon? The first one was five. Yeah.
0: Um, I put it in the Discord earlier, and it's kind of like... It's it's nice to see it come full circle. Speaking about this match, and Sheamus was on there, and she- you could see Sheamus getting excited and being just like, this is the sort of physical match that I'd like to have. Like, I relish this sort of thing. And now, um, like, t- two years on, we're, get- we're getting Walter or Gunther uh, and Sheamus at Clash of the Castle. And boy, that's gonna be stiff.
1: Yeah, Sheamus is gonna fucking look like a Japanese flag by the end of that match, isn't it? <laughs> um, oh mate. Yeah, it's it's so good. Um like the visual of the first match with the finish where Walter like hits Ilya with everything and Ilya keeps kicking out mm. and like he just chokes him out. Yeah is just like just
0: spluttering There's a lot the blood that's coming like out of his mouth as he's...
1: blood yeah uh, the the match finishes where Ilya's like face down on the mat and like he's like beat red Walter's just lying there looking like he's been through a war yeah uh, and then the 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 second one at um at take over when Ilya chokes Walter out with the with the sleeper it's like yeah mm-hmm. but, oh even. Walter taps, doesn't he? Does he?
0: He hits the dragon sleeper and then he keeps it locked in, doesn't
1: he? He he gets him in a sleeper and like he, he well he, he elbow elbows the shit out of him. Then he gets him in a sleeper. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the sleeper Walter just taps out immediately. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's a both matches are outstanding. Um, mm. uh, also just come to mind another match from like. Walter's reign was the match he had with Chamber on Takeover. Oh fucking hell!
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. He chopped Chamber in the heart so hard that Chamber just passed out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, oh man, yeah, very, very, very good. Um, well, pair of matches. Mm. Um, they also had wars like in Germany and Progress. Mm -hmm. Do check them out because there's a picture of Walter that I sent you like a week before um, that match going this is what we've got to look forward to and he's like holding Ilya up and Ilya's like bleeding and his chest just like purple (laughs) but like it's like almost down to like his belly button where it's like he's been chopped that much it's like oh yeah (laughs) Um, yeah it, it it's a real shame that NXT UK is no more um, well, it's they're, they're doing one more World Collide show, which it, it kind of sounds like they're going to unify all the belts, doesn't it? Mm. By that, they're sacrificing Tyler Bait to fucking Braun Breaker. Um, that sucks. It does. Um, yeah. However, one uh, one kind of sentiment that was going around um, on Twitter when this got announced was, "Oh, UK wrestling dead again." It fucking ain't. Absolutely fucking not. The UK scene is absolutely unreal at the moment. And this kind of like injection of talent is only a good thing. Mm -hmm. As it is is that people have lost their jobs. The indie
0: scene is going to pick the fuck up in the next couple of
1: months. Yeah. um, For anyone who doesn't know, um, there's a couple of promotions that um, we kind of highlighted on Twitter about this. uh, Progress who are based largely in London, but they go all over the place. Uh, TNTU are based in Liverpool that we go to them we do a lot of stuff with them. They're awesome guys. They consistently put on awesome shows and they're, they're, they've got big things on the way. Uh, north from Newcastle, they're tremendous. Um, that's where Shreddy's the fucking top dog. Um, <laughs> my boy. Um, Resurgence, you do a lot of work with They're based in Leicester, I believe. I do, yeah. Uh, East
0: Midlands Promotion... Uh, theatre-led wrestling, um, they are superb. Spike Treve is their uh, current champion. Uh, they put on, I saw that. Yeah, they put on about four shows a year. They're quite spread out, but um, as I say, theatre-led stuff, very, very, very good, and well worth checking out. Um, plenty of stuff on their he, YouTube. He did
1: the crime on, he? pardon? He did the crime on, man, like the Reese, didn't he?
0: It, yeah, <laughs>
1: loved stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh Rev Pro, who do a lot of work with New Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, they again they go around the country. Future Shock from Manchester. Um they I've only seen one of their shows, but they've they've got some really talented guys and girls. Um some really, really good wrestlers. Um mm-hmm. Wrestle Island, who are based um in in Merseyside area in the Wirral. Um Big Tasty and has been to a few of those shows and he he like he speaks very highly of them. I think, mm-hmm. I believe, I'm recording. They've got a show tomorrow, um, that he's going to. Mm-hmm. Riot Cabaret Wrestling who are based in London. Yep, uh, they look really good. I've not been to any shows, but I really want to check them out. Coliseum Pro again, another one you work with. Um, I,
0: yeah, yeah. They've uh, they got one show under their belt. Uh, they've a lot of talent on there that you don't typically tend to see in London. Um, I think they're looking at doing their second show possibly around November. They, time. Had, the,
1: they had the Jack Stack Daddy, didn't
0: he? Aye, oh, they did. Uh, yeah, their first show was super. Uh, again, you could check that out on their YouTube. Plenty of stuff on there. Coliseum Pro. Yeah, uh, based in London. Uh, who else have we got? You mentioned TNT. Um, uh, you've insane seen Scotland.
1: Aye, oh, yeah. Um, those,
0: for those north of the border.
1: Yeah, and OTT over in Ireland as well for those. Yeah, on the other side. Um, Wrestle Carnival, another one to check out. Carnival, yeah, yeah. And Charles Crowley is the champion, so you know the yeah. good. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, there's there's a wealth of talented wrestlers. Good um,
0: Wrestling, that's another one I just thought of.
1: Yeah, they had that. Um, They're based that, in Milton Keynes, I think. They had that no ring show in London, didn't they? When we went, I did. Yeah, yeah. We tried to blag our way in. <laughs> Um, yeah, there's there's a, far too many to list. And also, as far as wrestlers, there's far too many to list. Uh, we, we named a few there. Obviously, Charles Crowley's a, a big podcast favourite, as is Shreddy. Um, Man Like Reese, Man Like Reese, Driller.
0: Trevet, The Driller, Driller Dan Maloney. Malone, yeah.
1: Paranoir. Gene Money. G- oh, fuck. I forgot to mention Gene. Um, <laughs> Gene Money, the champion of Gene Money. Um, <laughs> close personal friends from Progress, all four of them are extremely talented. Aye, golando Lando's been in GCW the last couple of weeks doing, he has. having a few little bangers. Um, but for anyone that thinks that the British scene's dead, UK
0: how, wrestling is how alive. wrong well, you are, how wrong you are.
1: Yeah, a, a lot of these as well. Like, you can, if you've got a WWE net, network subscription, um, you see a lot like, of it on there. ICW and um Progress are on there. Mm-hmm. Progress the man progress streaming service, which is also I'd, I'd say it's worth getting back. Mm-hmm. Watching it on the network, because there's matches which have people that aren't under contract to WWE. <laughs> um but the other guys that <laughs> uh, think... Gresham
0: <clears throat> Swerve.
1: No, <clears throat> Swerve. The, the Swerve matches on there because before he signed. Ah, okay. Um right. but obviously like Anthony Agogo as well ain't allowed mm-hmm. to be on there yeah. um tnt you can watch on pwtv for free mm-hmm. a lot of these i know resurgence you said they put a lot of the shows on youtube aren't they all, all of it
0: all. all of it's on youtube yeah. all their shows the whole thing uh, and, as well I've done the same on the coliseum yep yeah, all their shows yeah. are on there um or oh, well, their matches so far from the first show
1: yeah i believe rev pro have a streaming service um and a couple of couple of the others, like TNT have their YouTube, which they put a few matches on. Mm. Uh, some of the matches they put on over the years as well have been insane. Like I I regularly go to the shows, um, both the adult ones and the family ones, and like some of my favorite wrestlers work for that I've discovered from like just going to it. So just because NXT UK is no more, don't forget, everywhere's got a well, most places have got like a local wrestling company. Mm-hmm um that you can check out or if you haven't, I'm sure you, you can get on the train and find one quite oh, easily. Um, absolutely. And you could find your new favourite wrestler there who's called Shreddy, because you know everyone loves Shreddy. <laughs> back, back daddy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I've, I've probably watched more independent wrestling from the UK this year than I have anything else. Yeah, so and that's absolutely that that comes from someone who reviews AEW weekly for the fucking podcast, mm-hmm. uh, and now on the news does Raw and SmackDown as well. So I, I consume a lot of stuff from like the bigger companies. But mm-hmm. that said, as I say, UK wrestling is alive and well, my friends. Indeed. Yeah, that's been on that Smackdown note. Memory Lane. Yeah, um, go and watch them all.
0: Uh, yeah. Thank you for listening. We appreciate your time as always. Do give us a follow on our social media outlets, uh, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Untitled Wrestling Podcast, and on Twitter, Twitch, and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. We have been the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. My name is Troy, and that's been Jay. Long live NXT UK. Hello, yes, Dan Housen here. Dan Housen
1: has been summing. You must love this podcast, Housen, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Housen. <laughs>